0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the No Pucks Given podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Porcelli, and I'm joined by my two really good friends, Nick DelPret and Thomas Zumana. How's it going, guys? I'm doing
1: good, man. Another big week for the Leafs, so I'm obviously doing good.
2: Yeah, and I'm good, too. Getting excited for shinny season, uh, having the first snowfalls this week. Oh, boy.
1: Pond hockey, baby. We'll record the pod while playing
0: shinny. That would be hard. Live on the ice. That would that would that would consist of me being very out of breath. Can
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you bite anyway. when you get, when I get you mad?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, boys, let's jump into uh, some of the news of the week. Uh, pretty slow, but um, some big some big news coming out of the uh, Ottawa Senators when they had uh, multiple players in COVID protocol, consisting of Connor Brown, Mete, Watson, Holden Zaitsev, Formington, and Gambrel. Um. Who did they have to play through? That was a Pittsburgh
1: Pittsburgh yesterday. And then they played um, LA on Thursday.
0: Yeah. And LA stomped them. Right. Or was it. Yeah. 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 I good. mean, so I, I guess that was expected. I mean, you know, senators are, they're a good team. They're a decent team when they have their, all their guys there, but they're not exactly the deepest of squads. So it hurts to have some of those, uh, some of those names out. Um, but hopefully they come back. Uh, they come back soon. Yes, sir. uh next up, uh Carrie Price released a statement about his mental health and had taken his time in the player assistance program. Now, this I liked particularly because well, it gave us okay, it gave us some context and it was kind of a good time for him to say everything he did in that um in that release because I mean November is like you know, men's mental health month, right? So it was a it was a great um great timing i guess in that sense for for carrie to pretty much open up about what he was going through and i really did like how at the end of it all he really asked you know the media and you know all that to please give him his privacy because you know he needs he really does need his time and space to to really recover um and i guess with with that uh that release or press release he, he did it shows that he's nowhere near close to coming back to hockey. Like, yeah, he returned to the team. It's probably around the guys, but I mean, I don't think he's anywhere close. Will we see him this season? Honestly, I don't know. And I hope, and I guess you guys will probably agree with me, but I hope that he takes as much time as he possibly needs because mental health is, is very serious. Yeah. 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 I-
1: I I agree. I, I like your point about it being, you know, Movember men's mental health month and uh, it's a good time to release it and just show that even the best athletes in the world go through uh, whether it's substance abuse, alcohol, or you just, you know, um, mental health issues in general, and it's okay to take time away from whatever it is in your life and seek help and, you know, um, kind of do better for yourself and get through it uh however whichever way you need to. Um so it's it's encouraging to see that he's slowly making his way, but there's no need to rush him. Um and that's really it. I hope he continues to get the help he needs and whenever he's ready to come back and play hockey. But that's that's not as important right now.
0: Yeah. I know I
2: I agree too. Tim anything on that one? i'm just glad to hear that um like he's taking the time and he's not rushing it and yeah i just wish him all the best and whenever he's ready to step on the ice i know everybody will uh be there for him and hopefully he gets a standing oh yeah
0: i mean for me it's the vulnerability like sharing that with everybody right like the the whole it's okay to not be okay thing like that's uh that's huge that's huge for the like for the world to hear for you know for men everywhere to hear and Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic that is, it's, it's sad, right? Like, you know, there's, there's the, I won't get too into depth about everything, but like, you know, the men's mental health and for men in particular is, is quite a huge topic. And and that's why we do Movember. And that's why it's great to have players with a platform come out and openly share their experiences and their, you know, their battles, because it, it gives confidence to, to other people to, to seek help themselves. Anyways, um, we'll move on from that topic um, next. And I, I mean, I hate to follow up this topic with another kind of, uh, you know, GM stepping down because of, you know, behavior, but Bob Murray stepped down as a ducks GM um, and he will be entering an alcohol related abuse program. So, I mean, I don't know much context on this one. Um, all I know is I saw the headlines and he stepped down. Um, I'm, i thought it was behavioral conduct but i guess i'm wrong or maybe i'm not but i gotta look into that actually do you guys have any like uh insight on on that one
1: not not too much um on the bob murray but i did see something oh like after he stepped down something about alcohol abuse um as you mentioned and i don't i don't know the i don't know the backstory i'm being honest um but I agree. It's it seems like it's one thing after another. Um, and
0: <coughs> yeah, it was a verbal abuse. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, it was verbal abuse of team employees. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm guessing if it's alcohol abuse, he might have had it. Might be like might have a drinking problem that causes all this. Like that caused all this. I don't know, but yeah, we'll just call it workplace conduct. Is. That's what I'm reading also, here as well. Um, let's talk about the other man on fire in uh, in Anaheim, Troy Terry, thirteen mm-hmm. game point streak. Is this Connor McDavid or what? Hart Trophy winner?
1: He's he's playing excellent,
0: man. Anaheim for the cup.
1: Well, yeah, I relaxed.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know that uh, me and me and Thomas came to an agreement over a trade for Troy Terry this past week and um i want to personally tell thomas on on this recording thank you thank you very much for troy terry it has been a pleasure having him on my squad as i make a a run for uh for the championship in our pool but hey, uh you know, so. <laughs> yeah but uh no troy terry it's been crazy just that he can't stop scoring i don't know getting points and all that stuff anaheim is Doing way better than what many people thought they would be, which is which is good, I guess. I mean, for them, so I mean, I hope Troy Terry continues the streak, it's a good story to have in the NHL.
1: Yeah, honestly, that's 13 games now, and not only that, he's I mean, we're gonna get to this a little bit later, but just I know him in general, they're getting scoring from everywhere defense, offense, <laughs> bottom six. Like Gibson's playing good. They got a good thing going. The Pacific, everyone's the everyone, including ourselves, kind of talk low about the Pacific, but oh yeah, all day long. LA and Anaheim were both hot right now, and then you got um, Edmonton, who's really just at the top, ten and three, and then you got um, you got Calgary as well, who's kind of falling off, but they're also playing pretty good hockey. So you know the Pacific's doing pretty well. So I mean, we'll get to that later, but I just wanted to say Anaheim as a whole, they're kind of all playing good hockey right now
0: um all right well thomas do you have anything else to add no i mean
2: i'm glad you're enjoying troy terry because i I was enjoying his point streak for a couple weeks and Mm. i'll take any pick for a waiver wire ad that was uh (laughs) that was just added because he looked like he was doing good in two games
0: yeah something into nothing funny though i added him because i added him when i added lundestrom um, I had it both. And that was at the very first game, the very first game of his point streak. I got him, he scored a goal and had an assist. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that was, you know, in my head, I'm like, that's a great production from a pickup guy. See you later. I'm dropping you anyways, because the next day you pick up something else. And I ended up choosing between him and Lundestrom. Jeez. And I, and I chose Lundestrom, who I still have on my team, and I ended up trading for for Troy Terry to get him on my team. So I mean, I guess I could have had him before you, but life sucks. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Kings' seven-game win streak. I called it when we did our season uh, preview episode for the standings—the very first one. I told you LA was going to be a problem this year for everybody, and they're finally clicking. And and it's nice to see because I I like LA this year. They're they're I like I was saying in the the first episode of this pod. They're my team that I'm watching like closely, other than like the Leafs for me, because like I just I love the way their team is constructed, I love their goalies, and it just looks good in LA right now. So, seven game win streak that's uh, that's crazy. I know uh, Jonathan Quick has been a huge part of that. Yep. Um, but uh, wait, this win streak's over. I just realized. It's done. The Jets ended it yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, they lost yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Point streak going, which is also Yeah, that's that's big to say too. We should we should change that in the notes. Eight game point streak. <laughs> no, but it's still it's still big. I know I know Cal Peterson was supposed to be a bigger part of this entire operation, but I think you guys Jonathan Quick just said hold my beer and took over the crease again. But uh it's okay. I mean. It looks all good in LA right now, which is exciting. And I love Kopitar. You know, he's been he's been fire this year in fantasy. Uh anyways, moving on. Uh, Tucker Pullman suspended for using his stick as a weapon over someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> Two games. Bad. Who did he hit? Was it Keith for Sherwood? I don't remember who it was, but it was on. It was a Colorado player. Yeah, it was. Probably- um yeah i spent two games for uh using his stick as a lightsaber and going after someone's head and and that's you just you can't do that (laughs) you simply can't do that whether it was intentional or not that thing came around like a like a weapon i saw that replay and i was like oh my god and i showed my brother um he's a canucks fan and uh I showed him the video. I was like, what are you guys? What are you guys practicing over there out in Vancouver? And <laughs> he's like, I don't know.
2: Well, it's clearly not how to win games. So
0: yeah. Jesus. That's a shot. That is a huge shot, Tim. <laughs> we'll get to that later, though. We'll get to that later. Um, big news coming out of Pittsburgh. Um, Crosby and others, some others, are out of the COVID-19 protocol and they're set to return hopefully soon. Yeah, Crosby
1: um, is listed as uh, possible today. So
0: yeah, so I mean, that's huge for the league, let alone Pittsburgh. Um, Neither the league, the, yeah, the league is better with Crosby in it and playing. And I'm excited to see him come back, and and do what Crosby does best, and that is make my jaw drop and and you know put up points. and And Pittsburgh is a fun team to watch when he's around. Yep. So, so that's exciting for Pittsburgh. Um, and now I guess for, for some of the bigger news this week too. Um, the 2020 Hall of Fame class. And yes, I did say 2020 because I'm not sure if you guys remember the last year and a half has been an absolute wash. The 2020 Hall of Fame class is finally getting inducted. Um, the list includes Marion Hosa, Jerome Ginla, Kevin Lowe, Kim St-Pierre and Doug Wilson in the player category and Ken Holden in the builder category. I mean, every player on this, this list in my eyes deserves, deserve this. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't watching hockey when Doug Wilson was playing. So, uh, or, and Kevin Lowe, I've heard a lot about him, um, from my dad and all that stuff and how he was a good player, but I wasn't really around to watch them. Um, but Marion Hossa and Jerome McGinley, those two, those two deserve it. I know, I know Marion Hossa was, you know, he was like a meme, a meme player back in the day. Remember before he got to Chicago, he was in Pittsburgh. They lost to Detroit. And then he went to Detroit and then lost to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was funny. But, um, but yeah, he you know, he got his three cups with, uh, with Chicago. And then there's Jerome McGinley. Man, I wish, I wish players were built like this still to this day. Like someone who could score forty-five goals and a hundred points in a season, and then beat the crap out of you <laughs> the next shift. Like, ah, right. uh, doesn't 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 uh, not built like that anymore. I guess the closest would you say the closest to him is like Pachuck Brady? Yeah, right now I would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that is as comparable. But yeah. Uh, do you guys have and and there's Ken Holland as well. I mean. This this is solely because of how he built Detroit for twenty. How many years was he the manager of Detroit? I don't Are even they, know.
1: Over fifteen for sure. I don't know how long it was.
0: Yeah, and they and they made the playoffs almost every single year. So he was a uh, incredible run. A couple cups, I'm pretty sure, or at least one. But uh, but yeah, all of these players definitely deserving um, of 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 their induction and. And I'm pretty sure the Hall of Fame game is – did it happen? No, it hasn't happened yet, has it? Yeah, that was against, that was against Calgary. Was it Calgary? It was Friday. Yeah, I can't remember that. But uh, do you guys have anything to add about these players? Any? Uh... Not really.
1: Just, I mean, <clears throat> similar to you, I don't know much about or like Kevin Lowe or Kim St-Pierre, but um, Marion Hossa, I mean, there's not much needs to be said about him. He won, what, those three Cups with the Hawks? Yep. He was, I mean, he was always third on that team behind Tays and Kane, but without him, you know, I don't know if they win those cups. Like, he, he was just just as important to that team. Um, and, and then Jerome McGinley, I mean, there's not much to say other than, my gosh, he's, he's unreal. Um, I like what you said about he'll score 100 points, but he'll also break your face. And it's, yep. it's so true. And, uh, I loved watching him in Calgary. I didn't want to get to watch him much because it was the late games and I was a young kid, but when I did watch him, he was a, he was amazing to watch. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, I love these hall of fame inductions every year. I look forward to them, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, I mean, now it's, it's becoming a little bit more recent. Like we've watched again, play we've watched hopes of play. Um, but I know back then, like I didn't really know many of the players when I was young. Um, so as the year goes on, they become more and more enjoyable for me as I recognize his names and I've watched them as a kid. So, yeah. Yeah, that's all
0: I really have to say. All right, then. Well, Thomas?
2: Yeah, same thing. I, I remember watching Gilna a lot. He was just yeah. such a fun player to watch. Like you just want him on your team and you want him to succeed. But it, I'm, it's happy for everyone, and it's good to hear.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, and then last on our little, our news, uh, list here, Ovechkin passes Hall, seven hundred and forty-two goals, and Ovechkin, you can expect him to keep climbing. He is red hot this season, coming out of the gate flying. Le- doesn't even show his age at this point. Um, will he ever stop? I hope not. I, I mean, this guy. I want to see him pass Gretzky's record. It'd be so cool to see, like a modern day player in this NHL pass a record made in an NHL that the times were just a little bit different, right? Yep. So, <laughs> it'd be awesome to see. Even Gretzky wants him to pass it. Um, so, we'll keep monitoring this as it as it goes. He's he's uh who's he coming up to next? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I'll pull it up right now.
0: Yeah, it's not Yager. He's, he's not uh hold on i thought it was
1: yager's thought... third no yeah. wait it is isn't he fourth all time now
0: yeah it's jogger then right
2: yeah it's yager
0: okay i thought it was
1: i'm gonna see all time i don't know
0: why i can't find it i don't know you can move on and then i'll get to it all um, next on the list, oh, it's, okay, yeah, I thought sorry, it, I it. Gradsky, Gordie Howe, Yarmer Yager, and now it's Ovechkin.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Ovi might. go past pass Yager this season. Yeah. I think he'll pass Yager this season. He'll take sole possession of third all time. And then, well, I mean, then it's
0: up from there and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he might, he might not even, he might not pass Howe next year. He might have to be the year after. Yeah. That's, we'll see. we'll he needs 58 goals. Cause he needs, okay, hold on. So he's at, he's at 742 right now. So yeah, he, he, is, needs, he, he needs he needs what 20, 24 more goals to get to Yarmar Yager's record, right? Get this year, yeah. Well, he should get this year, right? Because he's already got he's already got what eleven goals, twelve goals he's this at 12. year. The twelve. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. He should pass that, and then let's say he gets to seven seventy. That's a that's only a thirty one goal season past pass The season after, he could do it, man. That's crazy. It's just like. Seeing how close he is, man, almost within hundred of, of of Gretzky. That is nuts. Um. Anyways, we'll move on to the injury list this year, or this year, this week. Um. Marchment will miss uh, at least a week of lower body injury. He's been he's been doing pretty good with uh, with Florida. Um. But big news, uh, McKinnon out three weeks lower body injury.
1: Always McKinnon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that bites. I mean we were all expecting him to, to really come out this year and, and fly, but in between, was he out with COVID as well? In yeah. Right. At the beginning. Yeah, of this. Between COVID now and this injury, it's uh, it's a little bit of a, a wacky season for him so far to start, but uh, I mean, hopefully he comes back and, and continues to be Nathan McKinnon. Um. Jake Allen, his injury is undisclosed as of now. I'm assuming it's a concussion because he got absolutely blown up yesterday. Um, unintentionally, I think, by Larkin. I, I think, yeah, I think he was pretty much pushed in there by, by Petrie. But, I mean, he got hit pretty hard and he didn't come back into the game. And uh, Yeah, so Montreal's season is just an absolute, sh- like, just in shambles. Um, hope he's day-to-day with a lower body injury. And will returned? What? Yeah, last, oh, yeah night. Last, last night he
2: played.
0: No way. Mm-hmm. I did not get that update in one of my other pools. He's on my IR still. <laughs> did he do anything? Yeah, he got some sense. Well, that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. All right. Well, look at that. Even Even sometimes breaking news happens on here to me, even though know, I don't know these things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we'll move on to uh, a, a recap of our, our team's week. So we'll let Thomas start with the Jets.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, so just another solid week for the Jets. Another two wins, one loss. Uh, three-game week. I missed the Tuesday game, the one against St. Louis because of soccer. But uh, we ended up losing that win uh, 3-2 but I was able to catch the San Jose game where we just looked so dominant and uh, we ended up winning 4-1. And then the LA game last night where Shifley scored the winner in overtime. Finally, Uh, Yeah, it's good to see him get back. Um, One thing I've noticed in these games is I think we're playing 11 forwards and 7-D. So a lot of line shuffling is going around, which I guess it's fine. I don't prefer the 11 forward 7-D system but I, we're just getting depth scoring and just our depth players are doing so well. Jansen Harkins is adding points. Uh, Andrew Kopp, I think it was a Thursday game, he had three assists. It's just it's just nice to see what that, you know, Kopp, Lowry, anyone can just slot in. Yeah. Uh, at times when Shifley and Wheeler were looking slow, they were playing on a third line. So it's just good to just, just see some line shuffling and get things going for the team. Um, and just another thing, Kyle Connor, stellar season, as always. And that guy is so good. Um, yeah, he's just happy years. to see him play well. And even Ehlers. Uh, Ehlers has been doing good. I think he got an assist yesterday for the winning goal. Uh, uh not sure. Okay. Ehlers won yeah.
0: an assist last
1: night, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then one thing I did uh, notice and uh, – I saw like a, like stack picture was that we're getting a lot more uh, scoring and points from our defense compared to last year. I think it's almost doubled yeah. uh, like percentage wise, which is really good. I mean, that's what you want when you're adding guys like Nate Schmidt. You just want defensive points and, and just having scoring from there too is really helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no complaints. I mean, solid from the jets. We're in second place now. Uh, one point behind the wild so I just hope we can continue this and I guess that's all for me
0: well I just want to add freaking Mark Scheifele thank god I hope this opens up the floodgates for him man oh, yeah I had him I had a fantasy and I'm a I'm a huge Scheifele fan uh one i like probably my favorite player um outside of the Leafs and I swear to you man having him on my team this year has been like Suspended the beginning of the year for that, that game, came back, and then he went on COVID protocol after like two games. Yeah. And he was there for a whole freaking week and a half, two weeks almost. Then he comes back and he just was sleeping. Then he got injured again. And I was like, holy crap. Because like, I'm without Gutrav, I'm without him. I was like, this is just a disaster. So hopefully, hopefully that goal can really spark him finally because I'm, I've been waiting waiting for this to, to happen so thank you Mark Shackley <laughs> uh, I guess moving on to the Leafs Nick it was a good week
1: yeah I mean are you want me to start or are you?
0: Yeah you go for it I'll I'll interrupt you
1: well Monday's game I mean not much to it they lost 5-1 in the Kings I mean it was realistically like 2-3-1 there, there was an empty netter Two shitty bounces, but the Leafs. Just I hate been- that.
0: I hate that logic.
1: I mean, it's true. Empty netters. I mean, it's like, it's not really a goal against. It's just. Did the puck go oh, internet? Cool. Yeah, but your goalie's pulled. I can score from the other end of the ice. Anyways, that's not the point. The Leafs <laughs> didn't play well. la is a
2: game red- we watched together.
1: Yeah, LA, no. is, LA is red hot. Um, honestly, I don't remember much about the game. Uh, I knew Trevor Moore was going to score, but I could, I should have put money on that. I'm stupid. Um, yeah, it was, that was obvious. That was obvious. First goal of the season. First point of the season. Um, yeah. Right when that happened, I'm like, okay, this game's over. Um. Yeah. I don't remember much about the game. I'm sorry. Uh, Usually I do, but I just don't. And then moving on to Wednesday, that was kind of like a, you know, forget about it, burn the tape and move on. Um, Wednesday's game
0: was so boring. Really boring, yeah. <laughs> that game was just like it, it, like we won three nothing against philly but like yeah man, the I, defense that's why I it was, was but yeah i was watching it with you nick right and it was like just like oh my god like I felt like it was never gonna end it was never gonna end it was like just like i remember to, i was telling you i was like wow i'm like it's 10 15 and this game is still going like i left i left i left for like three minutes left in the game because it was three nothing i was like jesus christ I was like, I couldn't get through that one. That was, like, dragging on.
1: Yeah, especially with it was a 7.30 start. It was even longer.
0: That, that and, like, but Philly just didn't seem, like, they weren't, they, you know, they didn't like even look like they were trying.
1: Yeah, they didn't get anything going.
0: Yeah, and, and like, I don't, I'm not going to lie. Like, the least one 3 nothing, but that wasn't a great game by them by any means well,
1: defensively, really. I think it was they kept
0: Philly outside all night yeah yeah but I, I guess so but I didn't feel like Philly was even giving them anything to like they weren't challenging really so but I mean a win's a win
1: yeah and then well and like,
0: there's that Calgary game too oh we well, saw have, Philly I mean, sorry
1: well, well I just want to shut up Jack Campbell he's fucking insane oh he's
0: unreal unreal and other
1: fans around the league will continue saying, "Yeah, is he a proven number one? Is he a proven number one?" I don't know how much more you need to see from this guy, I, I, man. I seriously don't. But anyways, it's fine. That's a topic for another day. Um, yeah, Friday. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I missed Fridays, and no, I missed Friday's game in its entirety. I watched the last five minutes of the third and OT because I was out for dinner downtown, and uh, but I had to stream when I saw the game was close. Um. Yeah, um, Matthew's OT winner was beautiful. I, I thought the Leafs were going to lose 1-0. I was very pissed off with that, especially considering Markstrom wasn't in it. Um, and it's funny because before the game, Tom's like, should I pick up Vladar?" I'm like, no, he's going to get lit up. And he almost <laughs> shut us out. So, um, But Nylander from a great pass from Kerfoot, tipped by Kasha in front of the net. Um, and then, yeah, Matthew's the OT winner who missed on the breakaway right beforehand. Um, so that was a great win. Uh, again Campbell playing lights out as expected um and then last night my gosh what a <laughs>
0: sloppy game what a sloppy game from the that league. team that team looked like that that game looked like two teams coming off the second half of a back-to-back that yeah, was bad
1: so tired of the second half of back-to-back even Dango said in his LFR like what is it going to be that Teams don't play shit like the Leafs. Sorry, the Leafs don't play shit on a, on a second half of a back to back. That's not an excuse. You're a professional athlete. Like you <laughs> should be able to play hockey on a second half of the back to back. Tavares looked like he couldn't skate last night. Muzzin, the same thing. Like, and the just the entire team. Like, I can't say one player stood out last night in a good way, other than Joseph Wool. Poor kid was his first game in the NHL and he's being shelled and so many high scoring chances and odd man rushes. And I'm like, this kid can't wait to get out of this net. Um, but I mean, they got the win. That's all I really care about. Two points is two points. And the fact that it was right before Buffalo even was able to secure a point, that's even better. Um, yeah, very sloppy. Like I know Sheldon Keith was not happy. He wasn't happy after the Calgary win. So I could imagine his reaction after last night's game. I did watch the press conference. He didn't have much to say. Um, one thing to note, though, is William Nylander was benched in the, at the end of the third period. Um, yeah, I noticed that that, that Darlene goal. He was weak on the on the point. Didn't really make an effort to block a shot. Um, that's where they just keep sending a message. And I know he did call out Neil. He didn't call out Neilander after Calgary's game, but the the um, the media keeps on going to Neilander and saying, "Oh, he's your best player right now." And Keith just answered saying. Yeah, he's great offensively, but he's not—he's nowhere near where he needs to be as in his overall game. So the one thing I like about Keith and, um, is he's never really satisfied. I mean, it's warranted considering the playoff uh, performances these last two years. Yeah. So he's definitely—he does—he doesn't give a shit about the regular season. It's all—it's all noise to him. He—he doesn't—he's not gonna get too high on the highs. So I like that about him. He held—he holds everyone accountable. Um, Of course, you know, he's also good with the players. Like he's not an asshole of a coach, but I'm just saying it's nice to see that he he's not just a pushover and lets these kids kind of run things. And we saw it from the all or nothing series as well. Um, Yeah, it's nice to see that even though Nylander is playing as hot as he is when he does something wrong defensively, he sends a message to the room. Um, Yeah, overall, a very sloppy game. They need to. I like I said, it was it was a back to back, but that's not an excuse to be playing like that. Like if I see Arundel at the other net, I'm shooting everything I can on him. Like yeah, he could have won that game. Fucking, they could have scored eight goals last night if they wanted to. So nothing, nothing bad towards Arundel. It's just you should be eating that team alive last night. But um. Yeah, uh, one thing I did want to mention is Sandine was scratched last night. I don't think it's anything like it's not because he's been playing poorly or anything. It's just because, as Keith said, I want to use my depth, especially because it's a back to back, and considering Sandine's the only one of those three between Sandine, Hull, Dermot, oh uh, I guess and Lilligren, he's the only one that hasn't been scratched out of those bottom four guys. So keeps like you know what? Let me let me go ahead and give the other guys a chance, which did not look good. So. Um, Sandine will be right back in on Tuesday, I'll tell you right now. Um, I think Dermott's going to be the man out again because he had a horrible giveaway on the second goal last night. to just, He gave it to, I think, Asplund or Thompson, who then sent it right over to Skinner. Um, horrible giveaway, like brutal. Um, so I guarantee you he's going to be scratched next game, and then you'll see Sandine come back in. And Timothy Lilligren, man, I know he didn't have a great game last night. No one did on that back end, but – He's been, he's been looking stellar. He hasn't been scratched. I think it's been, what, eight games straight now. Um, so I'm kind of happy to see that. And um, we'll still see if anything happens with Dermot or Hole. I know they're both on the block right now being shopped around. So, But, yeah, overall, a good week, three out of four wins. <laughs> yeah. um, it's good to see some depth scoring last night because I know we haven't scored a lot this season. Andre Kasha on the top line. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later in Fantasy Corner. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the week. It was a pretty busy week for the Leafs. How about you, Eric? Got
0: anything to add? Uh, no, not not much to add really for the Leafs. Um, I'm happy that now, like, I mean, we can change the narrative about the defense a little bit. Um, you know, because we were, I remember yesterday we were laughing. Um, we, every time we every time we said something in our chat, we they it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday, we were talking at the beginning of the game, or just just after Camp scored. And it was, uh, and then we were talking about, you know, well, we need more depth scoring because if the core four aren't clicking, not much is happening and then Kasha scores. And then we were talking about Spetza, and we're like, Spezza hasn't really done much since the beginning of the year. Like when's he going to do something? And then he had that monster four check and then he passed the puck off to Muzzin, which then resulted in a bunting goal, another <laughs> bottom six forward. And it was just like, wow. And then we were saying, you know what? Like, that's when we, end, we We start talking about the narrative of the Leafs defense only having one goal this season. And then Morgan Riley with 11 seconds left, barred down. <laughs> Call the game. Bounce, we were like, man. What? The bounce? Yeah, it backspin. It, Bar- ba- bounce, like, it literally backspin.
1: You paint and backspin. Like, that's lucky. Yeah. But that's well. why, man, you know what? Okay, speaking bad about the Leafs defense last night, whatever, yeah. But all their goals, literally all five of their goals – were playoff-style goals. Just get the puck to the net, or you know, because Bunting's goal was Muzzin shooting on net, shot block right to Bunting's stick. Kemp, I don't even know what he did there. He just put the puck in the slot and went off a defender. and Like, those are the goals you score in the playoffs. You're not scoring cross-crease, cross-ice one-timer. That doesn't happen in the playoffs. So that's the one encouraging thing from last night, in in addition to the depth goals, as you were saying, is just the fact that they scored playoff-style goals. Like, just get the puck on net. That's what they need. Right. Sorry. I know I cut you off. You can keep going. I just want to No, talk- no,
0: that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Um, for me, I mean, I'm happy to see the Leafs took uh three of four games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of how you want to, you know, that's, that's a good week. So not much to complain about or say, I mean, I'm happy that the, the core four are clicking and you know, that Nylander is looking good offensively, I guess, as Keith put it, um, it's just good. It's good. It's good to see. It's it, the hockey's decent to watch for now. I mean, I know Buffalo's game was a little sloppy, but I mean, I guess they made it work. Yeah, they found a way. They found a way, which is important. It's important to put it that way because that's how, that that's been the narrative for the Leafs the last few years is never being able to find a way yeah. to, to win games, and they found a way. It didn't look the greatest, but it was it was good to see. Yep. And I mean, like Nick pointed out earlier jack campbell man i don't know what else the man's got to do to prove to everybody that he's a number one but there he is right there he is doing his thing so i mean i don't know he's uh i don't know what it's gonna look like when peter mrazik comes back for one game and then gets injured again but i mean we'll see what happens Uh, this this is campbell's crease and he's not giving it up to anybody (laughs) not one at all um but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for me for the Leafs this week. Um, just some good hockey. That's all I can really say. But, uh, yeah. So, let's move it on. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, like, the league leaders and standing so far. Um, we're about uh, – how many games are we in now?
1: Uh, we are about 15. 15, 15. 15. Yeah. We're almost a quarter. We're about <clears> – <throat> well, I don't know. I want to say one the way there. Um, so, it's a – when I guess I start talking about, um, you know, league leaders and standings and whatever. So I guess we can kind of just go through it here. Um, I
0: really wanted to point out a couple teams that are. Do you talking. want to
1: do that first or do you want to do the I don't lead? think
0: we need to, I don't think we need to go through freaking the entire standing. They're just going to pick a team, talk about it kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, that's fine. But I meant, do you want to start with league leaders or do you want to do standings? Let's like, do
0: standings. Let's do standings. I already have it opened up over here. <laughs> um, a couple of teams that stand out to me this so far um, is uh, Detroit. They are sitting third in the Atlantic, oh, yeah. which is where nobody thought they would be. Um, seven wins, three losses, three overtime losses.
1: No, no, that's that's Tampa.
0: Sorry, I read the wrong line. Eight wins, six losses, two overtime losses. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to stay like this is going to continue but i mean it's good to see you know dylan larkin has been pretty good bertuzzi has been good when he has played because of the uh the whole he can't play in canada thing um boy yeah yeah more insider lucas raymond like they're they're looking like uh looking good the young guys are looking good and another team i think we all have to talk about i'm going to start this off i'm going to go right now at it because i said it to nick and Thomas, as soon as we started, before uh, we started recording, I want to talk about this team because shit is gonna hit the fan soon. The mm-hmm. Vancouver Canucks. What is going on in Vancouver, man? I like, they went out this offseason. They got ekman Larson. They got Garland. They signed Pedersen. They signed Hughes. They did all of these big things. You know, they try and they signed Halak to shore up the goal, the goaltending, and it just isn't working there and i know jim benning's on the, this is his final year of his contract he need, up for, he need up for an extension at the end of the year travis green's got one more year at what point like is this over like what at what point is it done for them over there this yeah season?
1: i wanted to mention something that i saw this morning actually just right now about an hour ago is the canucks owner traveled with the team for the road trip so could that mean that sometime this road trip, is there going to be a firing announced? Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there.
0: There's Something needs to change, man. Like, every year I feel like it's the same narrative for these guys. Like, they they, they do something big in the offseason, and it just doesn't seem to, to work. Yeah, like they do. Have- I don't understand how they're losing so many games. Yeah, their roster is sick. Like, they should on paper, their team is really good. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough for them.
1: I watched their game last night, man. They, every time they scored a goal, they got scored on a game. And, and I feel so bad for Thatcher Demko. He's such a good goalie. And yeah. uh, he's been playing well all year. I mean, he hasn't played well the last week. But before this week, I have him in two fantasy pools. Like, he's always let in, like, less than three goals. It's just his team can't score in front of him. Um, it sucks because he's such a good goalie. I, I hope his career isn't wasted. Um, still young, but yeah, like the Canucks have their goal difference was minus 10, um, 40 goals for that puts them at the bottom of the Pacific in goals for only the Sharks have one last in them, but they also have a game less played. So they need some, they need to get something going, man. Three, six and one in their last 10. That's not going to get you in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a good mention. Um, I don't know, if, like if there's a team in particular. I want to talk about the Preds actually, because um, they've had a great start. They're eight one one in their last ten. They're nine five and one in the season. Um, they're, they're getting a lot of scoring. Man, uh, Matt Shane, I'm gonna mention him a little later in fantasy corner. Um, who else is scoring on that team? Uh, Michael. Mikael, Oh my God, Mikhail Granlund is playing pretty well. Ryan Johansson. Roman Yossi, he, Nashville scored four goals yesterday, Yossi had four points, he's playing excellent, um, UC Saros every night, he's bringing his A game, every single night, I don't think he's got lit up once, I
0: also have, him. Unreal.
1: I also have him in fantasy, um, yeah, Philip Forsberg, that team's playing well, man, even their bottom six, guys like Tyler, you know, we mentioned before, um, Luke Cunnan is playing pretty well. Just, they got scoring coming from everywhere, so it's good to see. Um, second in the Central right now. Um, yeah, that's kind of my mention. I don't know if Thomas, if you want to mention anyone, but um,
2: yeah, I just I guess I'll mention Seattle. I know everybody had mixed uh, feelings of how they do, but right now they're sitting bottom of the Pacific, yeah. um, and away from home they're brutal. They're one six and one on a four game losing streak right now. I guess, uh, I guess they couldn't replicate the Vegas.
1: No, I knew it's it. The roster is nowhere near as good as Vegas's was. Um, the Hurricanes have been playing excellent hockey. Honestly, that whole Metro Division—it's—it's it's tough right now. Yeah, the right. Islanders are sitting at the bottom with a positive record. Explain that to me.
2: Well, they've—they've <laughs> they've also missed, uh, like they have like three or four games last played.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying though, they have a positive record. They're at the oh, bottom. Yeah. It's it's that's the that's the toughest. Div- I knew it coming into the season, and I will say it again. That's the toughest division right now. Um, everyone's playing. I mean, the, the kind of the Flyers have been falling off a little bit lately. Same with the Penguins. But other than that, man, every team is playing good hockey. Um, even Columbus, they're seven five and zero. Yeah, it's I shocking. That's sustainable, but I'm just saying, like every single team is playing well right now. The Hurricanes and the Caps, they're continuing their hot start um and the rangers two eight three and three so it's going to be fun to see how this metro plays out um the atlantic is kind of where we expected it to be except when eric mentioned about the red wings um i don't think that's sustainable for the red wings i think they will fall off and um i think we'll see boston and tampa kind of move their way up and that's kind of where the season's gonna play out i think it's going to be the Canadians, the Sens, and the Red Wings, and the Sabres at the bottom four, and then the top four with those guys I just mentioned. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't really have any other teams I want to mention, so I don't know if you guys want to mention anything else. Uh, if not, we can kind of briefly go through league leaders and points and stuff. The like Arizona
0: that. Coyotes have been on fire, Hey, eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fire. They
1: might, <laughs> might be the first team that I can say confidently, like – you go in every night. You expect a win. Minus 37 goal differential. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> go. I mean, hey, they got three points.
2: Wow. Beat Seattle.
1: Yeah, they beat Seattle. Um, they got
0: three <laughs> in the last.
1: I mean, the Hawks got three wins in a row. That's something to see.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Um, That's right.
0: I don't even know if I can name you three players on Arizona. (laughs) Oh, my God, that team. It's okay. Their draft picks are going to be insane. Yep.
1: All right. So, we can spend like five to ten minutes max on league leaders, and then we'll go into the favorite part, fantasy corner.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Let me pull up standings or stats. Sorry.
1: I can start us off. Um, Yeah, go for it. Point leaders, we got dry number one. He continues to freaking prove me wrong and lead the league in points. <laughs> for him. I mean, I have nothing to say about that. He's playing excellent. <laughs> so was McDavid number two. Dry 28 points. McDavid 25
0: points both and both in 13 games. OV I rate. Wanna, I sure yeah, I want to point out how young, i know not how young, but like most of this top list is like under 30 years old and then you just got ovechkin casually yeah, the freaking it's the best start of his career
1: <laughs> good for him man i love to see it
0: pacing mcdavid and dry settle right now
1: <laughs> um yeah uh kyle connor and fourth having an excellent start as thomas said troy terry fifth who would have thought that um and then, and then yeah you got Kuzi seventh, which also i didn't expect nooch eighth so oilers got three guys in the top 10 Svechnikov ninth, and then JT Miller 10th, which, wow, was pretty shocking. And then it goes from there. I mean, we're not going to go through it point by point. Um, settle currently leading in goals with 14. Ovi with 12. Kreider with 11. Tied with Connor and Terry. Wow, Troy
0: Terry, man. <laughs> I know. Re- just reading his name up on that list is so
1: <laughs> good for him.
0: Oh, my God. Um, That's crazy.
1: Yeah. But, Eric, I-, I know I was saying before the podcast that the Leafs have been kind of slow on goals to start the year i know they have i think it's 40 something 43 or whatever but mm-hmm. y- y- not seeing the leafs in the top 10 you know that they're having a slow start well they, oh, they yeah we know they had a slow first i think it was what eight games five games whatever the hell it was um and that's showing on this on this uh point list because they would typically be in the top 10 they would have at least one or two guys in the top 10
0: yeah so, like the fact that matthews isn't on this list is yeah. weird to see yeah, so well, he's thirty. He's only got, he's got six goals in thirteen games. Yeah, like it's 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 weird to see. I gotta say, it is it is weird to see. But it'll it'll it'll,
1: right. it'll change. Trust me. He'll he'll be top three in scoring by the end of the year. Goals. Um, what's it called? That's really it for forward stats. I mean, I don't really have much to say. Um, we're not gonna go through the entire list. I do want to quickly talk about. Um, rookies, though, and then Eric or Thomas, you could take Demon and goalies. Um, Lucas Raymond currently leading with 15 points from all rookies. And then you got Maureen Sider in second with 12. So shout out to the wings over there with two yeah. elder candidates. Um, Dawson Mercer, kind of under the radar guy, New Jersey, 10 points. Um, I will talk about him more in fantasy corner. And then you got Byram, Darlene, and you know, uh with
0: all with eight points.
1: Um I think it's gonna be between Raymond and Cider, which is kind of cool to see that two rookies from the same team are kind of competing for that Calder, which
0: don't forget about Michael Bunting at the bottom there. Oh, yeah, points. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah I don't know
1: Thomas you could talk about d a little bit and then Eric could talk about goalies if you guys want.
0: Yeah I'll take
2: goalies. All right I guess I'll start with Demon. So points wise Roman Yossi's first with 16. Adam Fox has 15 Tony D'Angelo with 13, uh, same with Quinn Hughes, Seth Jones, Shaddenkirk with 13, uh, wow. and then Heisken and Burns, Ghost and Sider all with 12.
1: Arizona defense is the top. I
2: know. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Been, okay, yeah, and it's Ghost as well. I mean, you'd expect maybe Chitron to be up there. Do
1: they even have 12. They have, So he has 12 points. How many goals for they have this season? I'm going to check right now. Uh,
2: yeah, and then uh, – yeah, Yosi's leading with goals with six. and Kirk has four. Um, I guess, and then yeah, Seth Fox twelve, Seth Jones twelve, uh, DeAngelo Hughes and Burns with eleven. Then Yosi, Ghost, Cider, and Forestling with ten. I mean, I guess this list is expected. Roman is an elite defenseman. We know Adam Fox always puts up high amounts of points. It's Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I was waiting for you also. to say that. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a good offensive defenseman, especially when you're playing with Carolina. You're just gonna you're just gonna get points. Um, it's good to see. Yeah, and then I know Nick was high on Seth Jones, so it's good to see him up here. Yeah, he's Same a, with Cider.
1: Everyone's talking crap about him, but he's actually playing well.
2: Yeah, th- I guess the the. What's it called? I guess the standout defense is uh, Ghost ghost and um Cider. You know, they're having excellent seasons.
1: I knew Cider was, so I don't want to hear it.
2: I'm interested to see, I guess Arizona is looking to sell high on, on Ghost.
1: Yeah, for sure. I guess
2: that's what they're doing, just giving him as much opportunity as he can to get points and then just flipping him at the deadline.
1: Yep,
0: that's all he can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely what's gonna happen.
2: But uh, good for them, or good for him at least.
0: They'll get a first round pick for at he's playing. I a first round pick for him. I'm just kidding, Nick.
2: But uh, yeah, um, I guess that's all for me.
0: Yeah, and I guess moving on to the goalies. I mean, nothing on this list really shocks me. Um, besides the fact that James Reimer is 1.82 goals against average right now. Um, on this list. But um yeah, I mean Freddie Anderson, we all know the start he had and at the beginning of the season. It was just uh crazy. He went uh what was it, nine and 0 before his first loss? Nine zero one one. Uh 901-1. 0 one Yeah, that's uh it's crazy. Crazy start to the season for him. Um he's nine-two now. He did not go 9-0 one, Nick. Sorry, I
1: I thought they had an OT loss in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight me. <laughs> Um, Markstrom has been unreal with Calgary, especially on their little run there. Three shutouts this season. Yep. All right. Um, that's that's really, really good. Um, in terms of the uh in terms of the shutouts, where are they on this list? Oh right here. Um sorry, he's got four, not three. My bad. He leads the league in that category. Um, but uh yeah, I mean. Everything seems to be kind of as expected um, on this list. I mean, ends up there. I guess everyone would have thought that uh, Mike Smith would have been. But with that injury, Koskinen's come in, and he's played very well. Um, he's done exactly what he needs to do. Um, Cam Talbot's finally starting to look like Cam Talbot of old. Um, he's playing stellar. And then there's Jack Campbell. Um, and I'm not going to go any further than Jack Campbell. I'm going to end my segment with him because – I love him. And Jack Campbell is the best player in the NHL. I just
1: want to, I just want to add on goalies. um, Like a few, like mentions, uh, like shutouts kind of thing, like Sorokin. He has three shutouts. um, Kind of outplaying Varlamov, although Varlamov started the season hurt. As well as um, Sergei Bubrovsky, who I have talked a lot of crap about because of his contract.
0: I honestly thought Spencer Knight was going to take over him this year. I'll be honest.
1: but Ross has got a, 0.9, a 0.940 in nine games. Um, he's lost three times, though, which is pretty shocking considering Florida. Um, yeah, so that's an honorable mention for me. And then, yeah, obviously Jack Campbell. He has a 0.939 save percentage in 13 starts with the most shots against and starts among all those top goalies. Um, it's really good to see. And also, I'm happy for Freddie in Carolina playing well. Yeah. a lot of good goalies this year so we'll see how that plays out towards the end of the season
0: all righty all right
1: for everyone's favorite segment
0: which is fucking loaded this week jesus christ um all right (laughs) we'll start with fantasy. we'll go with fantasy corner now um we'll start with the risers um i'll go first because um tim and nick have more guys than me to talk about here but I'm gonna start with some Jonathan March or so. Um, He's finally coming into his own this year, this week, uh, this week, and got two goals yesterday. And um, it's just starting, you know, with Vegas. It's looking, uh, it's it's looking good over there. They're finally starting to win some games. And um, yeah, I, I would if I were you guys in fantasy, I would you know if if you if you can and have a chance to. Um, pick him up and, and see uh and see what he can do for you guys. Uh next on my list is uh Dylan Larkin. And uh I have him in my fantasy pool. And you know, besides, you know, the he had a, a little bit of a, of a personal leave of absence. He missed like three games and whatever. He's having a really solid start to the year. And um he's definitely you know someone to look to pick up. And if I'm not mistaken, um, he's not owned in like in in a bunch of leagues as I thought he would. Yeah, he's he's sixty eight percent rostered, so he's definitely spots in room to pick him up. Um, he's doing really well. Uh, his stat line is six goals and five assists, which is not bad. Um, coming out of Detroit, so and I, it's only gonna get better from there. He's their number one center, their captain, so he's gonna do well. And then, um, lastly on my risers list is Devin Taves long awaited return of Devin Taves to the lineup for, for Colorado. Um, And in the three games that he's been back, he's got two goals and an assist. He's been uh, you know, he's he's like, he hasn't skipped a beat. So um, it's uh, it's good to see he's 65% owned. So a lot of people may not have him, right now but he's definitely going to be a serviceable defenseman very good on the back end for colorado and he's definitely an asset to have in uh in fantasy yep so that's uh that's my two cents on on my risers
1: yeah i was kind of questioning that but then i just realized that he has two goals and an assist in three games as a defensive defenseman so
0: never mind um,
1: <laughs> um okay i'll take it here and then thomas can end off his risers so my risers I always mix up risers and sleepers, but what I try to do for risers is name guys who are more like owned and who are picking up their game. And these are two perfect names right here. And first I'll start off with the Rupee Um Rupee hints is had the slowest start this year. I think he was on our followers list twice. Um, I have him in, a pool that I actually drafted him in the first round in my Keepers League. So no, I did not draft him in the first round in a regular league. I wouldn't do that. Um, So I was a little bit worried about him, but this week he has four of his five points this season. He has two goals and two assists in three games played. Um, Very good to see. I think he had two power play points. Last night he had a power play goal. Absolutely love to see it. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for my fantasy team. Uh, Let's hope he keeps this going and he can kind of pick up Almost where he left off last year. I don't think he'll be a point per game. Um, I think that was a one-off, but I do think he can put up 60 to 65 points. So we'll see how he goes. Um, next on the list, I got Matthew Shane, who I briefly mentioned earlier in the podcast when talking about Nashville. He has 15 points in his last 10 games played. He's first line, first power play. Um, I absolutely love what I'm seeing from Matthew Shane. Nashville fans must love it considering his the scrutiny with his contract. We're seeing the Matthew Shane we saw back in Colorado. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Preds. And I'm happy for my fantasy team in our couples league who I picked them up in. Uh, hints, I don't really go over the ownership of these guys because, as I said, they're typically owning 5% or more pools. But if one of these two guys are own, uh, somehow free agents in your pool, uh, they're worth 100%. More Duchesne than than Hints, but Duchesne is definitely worth adding. He's owning 65% of pools. So, if you can somehow get your hands on him, go for it. Thomas, I'll let you take it next.
2: All right. So, I'll start off with uh, Ben Chirot. This week, they, play, they played a lot this week, four games. He's had only two goals in those four games. But the thing with Ben Chirot, he's only 24% owned. So, he's not owned that much. But he also just adds peripherals. So, if you're in a bangers league, you know, Ben Chirot's a perfect guy for you. He's getting... You know, last game, he had five hits and two blocks. He didn't put up any points, but that's, you know, if you're, any league that counts hits and blocks as valuable points. It's just very good to own defensemen that also add that instead of just guys that are getting points.
1: Yeah.
2: And then my second guy will be Alex Kerfoot. Um, I know, I guess the league fans here are excited that they're getting some depth scoring. This week, Uh the LA game, he did, he put nothing. He was a minus three but against uh every other game this week he's had four assists and this is a perfect option to add i mean only five percent owned so if you're in a deeper league and you just need somebody to rotate so leaps are playing especially uh the week that just passed i think leaps played on the majority off days so it's uh just a really good streamer option to have and then my final guy uh here is Samuel Girard who I guess, you know, Colorado's missing McKinnon, but they're still putting up, up an insane amount of goals. Colorado, Colorado as a whole, last game they won 6-2, and then they beat Vancouver 7-1. Uh, and then this week, Gerard had one goal, six assists. Last game against San Jose, he went off. Uh, three assists, a goal, uh, five shots on goal and two blocks. It's just, and one power play assist. I mean, I... I was kind of disappointed because I did have high hopes for him at the beginning of the season, and he was not doing as well as he is now. So I guess it's just good to see him to just return to form. And then that's it for the risers this week.
0: Okay. Well, moving on to the people who have been fallen out of uh, out of relevance for fantasy. Um, I'm going to start off with um, Travis Konecny. Every year with fantasy, I make it a point to get this guy. Right? I, I try to draft him, never works, then I have to trade for him and it never happens because everyone' doing so well and if you want all this stuff for him, it's like I give up. So this year I had the opportunity to draft him and I did. and of course came out flying and now he's just fizzled out and because of the way he plays, he doesn't get much points if he's not scoring. And he is not scoring. So he's falling out right now. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say to, you know, trade him or get rid of him. But, you know, if, if you have a full lineup going one night and you're trying to debate whether or not to start him or somebody else, it's probably a good idea to put him on the bench right now. Um, but he also does play for Philly. So they can score at will sometimes. So that's one. And uh, another one from Philly is Cam Atkinson started off the year super hot, but just like Philly recently, they've just been fizzling out a little bit, haven't been scoring much, haven't really, you know, been doing well. So these are two guys that uh, they're on my list of fallers. And, um, you know, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily uh, yell at you to trade them, but definitely um, it's worth a, it's worth a look to maybe move on, move on from them. Yeah. I'll pass it on to you, Nick
1: all right so i will get through this quickly um for my followers i have two here um my first one is sl lindell i finally dropped him in my other pool i know he's 75 percent owned but i'm not holding on to him any longer in his last two weeks literally two weeks he has no points he's a minus one he has three shots on goal six hits and eight blocks I drafted him solely for hits and blocks and six hits and eight blocks is not enough. So considering there were better options available, like we were talking on the podcast last week, Mario Ferraro. Um, I also picked up Camp Baller a few weeks ago. Um, I decided to drop Lindell and use it as a streamer spot where I can add a guy every day because I did pick up pitch earlier in the week and I held him. So um, Essa Lindell, if you have him, honestly, it might be time to move on from him. He's not getting as many hits and blocks as he typically does. So he doesn't really have much value from there. Um, Next player, Alexis Lafreniere. He has an average of 11 minutes, 12 minutes of ice time in the last two weeks. No goals, no assists, minus four. One shot on goal, 14 hits, and four blocks. That is not what you need from a guy like Lafreniere, who you probably took relatively high, or in a Keepers League, you kept him. I'm not saying drop him. I I would not drop Lafreniere right now. I would kind of just stick with it, bench him on days where you have a lot of guys playing. Kind of just, he's kind of your bottom feeder guy, but it sucks if you took him high and he's playing the way he is, especially with the Rangers buzzing right now, scoring a lot of goals. He's not contributing anywhere. So hopefully he picks it up. He's still on power play one. So there's opportunity there. Just not getting a lot of ice time. so that's, that's my guys. Uh, I'll give it to Thomas to end off the ballers.
2: Yeah, so I'll do these two guys quick because they're on the same team. So the two guys are Kirby Dak and uh, Kubelik. Each of them had one assist in their last week. It's just it's just not looking good in Chicago. Patrick Kane is always putting up points. But, I mean, you know, I don't know where these points are, are going to if if these big guys aren't getting anything. So I think if you have Dak, I think you should just drop him at this point. And then if you have Kubelik, you know, maybe wait until somebody's high up on him or he has a good game and just trade him high. But I think i just stay away from anything Chicago that's not Kane or Seth Jones right now. And then my second follower, fall, uh, follower is John Klingberg, who, I mean, he had an assist last game. But this whole season, he's missed the first four games. But the rest of the season, he's had only three assists. And he doesn't really hit or block much. He's owned 71%, so that's it's pretty high. But I think if you're in a league that's not too deep and you can afford to drop him, I think either streaming the spot or just looking elsewhere, like Samuel Gerard that was mentioned earlier, is a much better option. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it for the followers. All
1: right. Um, All right, then. Who wants to start off
0: the riser the Sleepers, sleepers. Sorry, dogs <laughs> about those already. This is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll kick it off. Um, again, uh, I got Dmitry Orlov. Um, I mean, he's one of those defensemen that he'll he'll put up some points here and there. Um, hits and blocks he can do as well. He plays on Washington, so if you're in a very deep league and you're looking for a defenseman ad. Um, Dmitry Orlov, who's definitely up there. Um, he's not owned very much from what I'm aware of. I'm going to check his ownership stat right now. One second. Yeah, he's only 21% rostered. So and he's got three points in three games. So he's definitely a serviceable defenseman in deeper leagues, um, uh, hits and blocks, like I said. So I would definitely take a look at him if you're in the market for a free agent defenseman. Um Kasperi Kapanen, uh he he comes and goes in flashes. You know, he's got four goals and one assist in the last two weeks. He's only 16% owned and he's on the top power play and, and top line. Um, when Crosby comes back, does that maybe boost his value? Probably. Um, so if if you can jump on him now and you want to take a risk and and you know, in, in uh hopes that Crosby can really turn him into something consistent then that's definitely an option um you know he's sixteen percent owned, like I said so he's uh he's, he's available in a lot of deeper leagues so I would take a look at him if I were you if I were you guys and uh that's it for me
1: um so I'll take it off and then Thomas can end so I this is my like I said this is my favorite part of the fantasy corner segment I love sleepers um, both in hockey cards and fantasy, I'm always a sleeper guy, always looking and monitoring those lower end guys who are trending upwards. So I will name three names. Um, I know I'm with my competitors in this pool, but it's fine. I have two of these cards already, anyways. So it's fine. So my first one is Dawson Mercer. Um in the last two weeks, Dawson Mercer has three goals and three assists. He got a goal and assist last night or yesterday afternoon, sorry. 19 shots on goal. He's currently skating on the first line, a second line, first power play. Now, when Hughes does come back eventually, which isn't anytime soon, he will get less ice time. But in the meantime, he might be a guy who's worth the ad, especially for next week. I think they have three games. Um, Yeah, he's getting a lot of ice time, Dawson Mercer, first line, first power, a second line, first power play. An average of 17 minutes a night. So he's playing on a line with Johnson, who's also hot. Um, so yeah, he's worth an ad. If you guys need a guy, I mean, if you're listening to this somehow before the game starts today, actually, fuck, I think New Jersey starts at three. Never mind. Say add him because he plays the Rangers. Oh, sorry. They play at seven tonight. Okay. So if you hear this in time, good for you and go add Dawson Mercer. He plays tonight. Um, next on my list, Andre Kasha, my boy got promoted to the first line last night playing with Matthews and Nylander. And he's also on the second power play. Um yeah, he has three goals in his last three games. So someone worth adding, I would say, later this week. Um, if you need a daily ad and hopefully get you some points. Um, yeah, he has 18 shots on goal in the last two weeks as well. So he's a guy who gets a lot of opportunity. And now that he's skating with two of our best players, I like to see what he does there. Um, and he scored again last night. So that's another sleeper for me. Someone to worth maybe not worth adding right now, but worth watching for sure. And then my last one is Ryan Hartman. I know I mentioned him in week two. That's when I added him. But my gosh, this guy continues to be unreal. In his last two weeks, he has three goals, four assists. None in the power play, which is pretty shocking. This guy's a five-on-five five kind of guy. He is on power play too, and he's on their penalty kill. But um, yeah, they're all five-on-five. Five. And he's so impressive. He also gets some hits and some blocks. Like he gets six hits and five blocks in his last I think, five games. And 21 shots on goal. So he's a peripheral guy. He does win some face-offs. Face-offs are a category. And yeah, this week he got, he scored on uh, Thursday against Vegas. And then he also got three assists last night against Seattle. So guys, if he's available, he's 38% owned now. So if he's available, I would say he's worth the ad. Not even watching, I would add him. Give him a few games. And then if he doesn't do well, you can drop him. But yeah, those are my three guys. I'll pass it over to Thomas. To wrap this
2: up, all right. So, yeah, just like Nick, I love sleepers and then going to Eric's team and trying to get a nice draft pick to the program <laughs> Um, but yeah, so my first sleeper is Philip fronick who hello, did lose Thomas?
0: I think he's lost Thomas
1: um okay I'll All take right.
0: it yeah go go for it
1: so philip horonek um honestly i like that name too i believe he i'm gonna get his stats one second but um
0: <laughs> you really put on the spot for this one <laughs> yeah,
1: i know horonek's been doing well he is skating on the first power play with cider i believe and um he's definitely worth the add. in his last two weeks he has Sorry, guys. Let's put on the spot here. Yes, he five assists, <laughs> five assists, 15 blocks. He's a very good peripheral guy. He's getting 24 minutes of ice time average. Uh, he's P- he's alternating between PP1, PP2. If they decide to go two defenders, he, he skates on the first unit. And if it's not, he's in the second unit. He's on the first PK. He's the first pairing guy. He's he's their go to guy. Um, definitely worth adding. Only 23% of pools. So, Worth a guy um, monitoring. Thomas, if you come back, just cut me off. These are your guys. Um, Andreas Janssen, I mentioned him with Mercer earlier. He's on their second line, first power play as well. Um, Yeah, he's been red hot these past two weeks. So someone also worth adding to your watch list. Um, I don't know his exact stats because, again, I was put on the spot over here. I can search him up for you. And yeah uh, a lot of new jersey guys which is pretty cool to see um they've been playing good hockey lately yeah they've been winning yeah so jansen has three goals three assists in his last two weeks um 12 shots six hits three blocks one power play point definitely worth watching um that rounds up our risers uh, oh my gosh nick again with these risers that rounds up our sleepers so that that wraps up the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, I do want to give I do want to give a little bit of an understanding because I was kind of confused, and I know our viewers probably are. So basically, the way we do this is risers are guys who had a good week, whether it's they're owning a lot of pools or a little bit of pools. It's just guys who are red hot right now. Fallers are guys who have a bad week, obviously bad few weeks, whatever it is. And then sleepers. This is got these are guys that we target that are low owner. They have low ownership rates. So we typically like to keep it below 50%. And they're doing well as well. Um, yeah, they might not win you the matchup, but they're guys who, if you need it, let's say it's a Thursday night and there's not a lot of games and you need a guy. Let's say a guy like Ryan Hartman available. You'll add him, right? So that's kind of what these guys are. You kind of add them, you drop them the next day, and that's it. Um, that's kind of like, I think we should have done that at the beginning of the year, but as we went on, we kind of learned more. Um, so yeah, that's the wrap-up of our Fantasy Corner. And Eric, you can wrap up the podcast.
0: Yeah. So that's the end of the episode six on the no pucks given podcast. Uh, we unfortunately lost Thomas late in the podcast there due to some internet trouble, but um, that's all right. And uh, thank you guys for listening. If you got this far and to all of, you know, to everyone who tunes in every week for, for our next episode um, means a lot to us. So that's it for this week. Um, thank you guys for, for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We
1: appreciate you. Continue. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you want. Um, And thanks for listening. And any feedback, anything really,
2: send me a message on Instagram. Take care, everyone. Bye.